Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Welcome to the intro episode for the Family Photography Marketing Podcast. In this episode, I'm just going to be going over a little bit more about me as a photographer and my foundations as a marketing educator. I have been a family photographer since 2010 and been full-time for about six years. I settled into a very fun niche, which is adventure family photography, which is made possible by the amazingly gorgeous state I live in. I'm up in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest. I live on a little island outside Seattle with my husband, our two girls, and my dog, Rooney. I have a natural light studio here on the island, and the rest of the work I do is up in the mountains, out at the coast, or out in the desert in the eastern part of our state. So I started out in photography like a lot of moms, just posting images that I took of my own kiddos and then being approached by moms asking to take similar images of theirs. And saying yes to that was one of the best yeses in my life. Uh, Prior to that, I came from a finance background and I really was struggling to swing a nine to five schedule with my husband's firefighter schedule. So being able to raise my girls, setting my own schedule has been one of the greatest gifts that I've given to myself as a female creative business owner. Now, how I got into marketing is I've always been interested in storytelling, use of words, and getting messages out there. And I realized that in the family photography industry, there was a lot of focus on presets and um, editing and client closets. And those were kind of seen as the pillars of success when it came to family photography businesses. But when I really started talking to photographers, I realized that the ones who were actually meeting their income goals had an entirely different focus. And that focus was around marketing effectively the sessions that they wanted to get on the calendar. So they weren't doing sessions that clients were asking for. They weren't feeling pulled in a million directions. They weren't doing free shoots because they felt like they had to. They were putting the work out that they enjoyed doing and booking those sessions. And that made me realize that the education that we're currently taught a lot of times as creatives goes like this. You're supposed to identify an ideal customer, sometimes called a customer avatar, and then you're essentially supposed to start chasing that person around and kind of pushing your art in front of them. And that was very tricky for me when I was trying to take on that work as a good little student because they were saying, these educators were saying things like, Where does this person shop? What kind of car do they drive? Identify their behavior, and then you can somehow insert yourself into their life as a photographer they may wanna hire. And that was really tricky for me because I was a young mom who didn't have a lot of money and certainly wasn't driving a Mercedes or carrying around a coach purse. I didn't even know where to obtain those things. And it wasn't until I realized that the focus for me needed to be creating ideal art and then consistently showcasing that art 
And that is what was going to attract my so-called ideal client. When I tried to identify similarities between the people who had trusted me and hired me and listened to my styling advice and shown up at my locations and been really, really easy for me to work with, none of them had anything in common that I could categorize. Two of them might have been, you know, had a client who was a high-powered Amazon attorney and a client who was a stay-at-home firefighter wife who saved up all year to hire me. Those two people really had nothing in common with each other beyond the fact that they loved my art and they trusted me. And so when I started focusing instead on creating that art, I realized that that was the key to a booked out business. The consistency behind knowing the type of art that I love to create and consistently putting that in front of people naturally weeded out people who were not interested in it and naturally drove those people who really wanted the types of images that I was putting out into the world to get on my calendar. Um, And then from there, I broke marketing into four main categories that I think are really, really helpful. So I'm going to share those with you. The first one is identify. I think that every every photographer, even if you've been in business for a while, I think it's really important to take a good hard look at whether you are enjoying the type of art that you are creating. And if you're not enjoying it, then you should go out and try a whole bunch of different types of genres of photography to find those that really, really make your heart sing. For me, I'm not interested in photographing seniors or doing cake smashes. There's a whole list of types of photography that just, no matter how much money they could potentially make me, they're just not interesting to me as an artist. And I know that if they're not interesting to me as an artist, then I'm not going to hang in long enough to actually hit an income goal within those groups of photography per se. So once you identify the type of photography that brings you the most joy as an artist, it's really easy to market that type of photography because you know that you're already in love with it yourself. So to give you an example, mine are, it's not that I just enjoy family photography. The types of families who work well with my brand are adventurous, snuggly, playful families. Those types of families are going to love my brand. I don't really do posing. We aren't going to meet at the local park at 1 p.m. at a time that works for your kiddo's nap. We're going to be up in the mountains. We're going to be playing. We're going to be running around. People might get dirty. We have to, I have to have a clientele that does not care about those things. They want to be relaxed. They're interested in lifestyle images. They're not afraid of driving up to the mountains. And so Once I connect my artistic joy with clients who want the result of that artistic joy, that is a match made in heaven and that's what we're looking for. But you can't know what that is. You can't identify that joy in someone else until you identify what brings you joy as an artist. The second step is to inspire. Um, What this looks like is consistently putting out the type of imagery that you want to shoot. You want to get to a point where if a family approaches you, falls in love with your brand, hires you and books you, the result that they will get in their portfolio is very, very similar to the types of results that they fell in love with on your social media profile or your website. Um, This is a big issue I see where people will shoot one session and things went really well and it just happened to fall into place and then they aren't able to recreate 
that work again with the next client who comes along and that's when you get people who are disappointed and there's a mis mismatch in trust there so you it's not about being the best technical photographer in the world there's still about 27 buttons on my Nikon that I really don't know what they do and I'm not the most cohesive editor I'm sure I could simplify things there's a lot of things in Lightroom that I really don't understand so it's not about knowing everything and being the best it's about being able to consistently produce art that people who hire you for then receive the next step is to educate so if we think about someone in a client journey where they've seen your work and they're inspired by it, but maybe they have questions, maybe they have reservations. It's your job as an educator to foresee those types of questions or reservations that they might have and help them overcome that through education. So that could look like helping them with styling, helping them understand how to get to your locations, helping them prepare their kiddos for whatever you may need them to do with the session, helping them feel really seen, supported, and heard so that they connect even more with your brand before booking. And the fourth thing is to have a little bit of a sales strategy. And I know for a lot of creatives, the idea of a sales strategy or being a salesperson or even being salesy can be really off-putting. Um, in my business, the main sales strategy that I use is scarcity. And so that doesn't have to be something that's really salesy or scary. It just means that I am consistently speaking about and showing my availability and my dwindling availability for certain session types so that I can motivate those clients who are already inspired by my brand, who already feel educated and supported to take that final step to actually get on my calendar. Um, I'm a big proponent of online booking as long as it makes sense with your business model. For my business model, I have, I, I usually photograph about a hundred families a year. And so I cannot spend uh, 17 emails back and forth with every client knocking out every little detail. So for me, because I have very, very consistent imagery, because I'm highly educational with my clients, I am able to online book and pretty much everyone that comes through that system is pretty ideal for my brand. I don't really get people who, for example, if I'm showcasing mountain adventure sessions, I don't have people showing up wanting posed images where they're all in white shirts and jeans, for example. So my process creates a way that naturally weeds out people that are not a good fit for my brand. I want to reiterate that it takes time to reach that place. So it's not something that happens immediately. A big part in building a solid marketing strategy is to be patient. And I know that that can be hard, but it is very worthwhile. The way that I book out my year is with a Black Friday sale, which I've been doing for about the last five years. And to put patience into perspective here, the first year that I did that sale, I had about two people book and it was a bit of a flop. And this last year, I booked out about 70% of my year in one day. Um, that strategy, of course, is just one of many. The idea is just to have a strategy because what I see a lot of photographers doing right now is posting an image or making a reel, putting a lot of time and effort into one content creation piece, and then sitting back and hoping that people are going to engage with that. And when that inevitably doesn't happen, it turns into a lot of personal feelings about what that means about them as a person. So it means that, you know, you're annoying, your voice isn't right you didn't show up the right way people don't like you you're not as good as that girl you'll never have clients like her and then those sort of thoughts end up shutting us down completely which is not what we want so instead we want an unemotional marketing strategy to 
showcase the type of art that we love to create. So I hope this has been a helpful intro podcast episode to let you know a little bit more about me and this show. Our next episode will be focusing on how to be comparison. So thank you so much for tuning in and every show is going to have a sponsor. The sponsor is going to be me or something that I'm doing. This week I'm going to be doing an online Zoom class to plan 2023. So we're everybody who comes to the class is going to come away with a foundation for marketing their own 2023 year as a family photographer. I will put the link in the show notes if you would like to join. It's January 19th on Zoom and I would love to see you there. In the meantime, I will catch you next week. Thanks so much.